Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, presented by your local Hyundai dealers. Good evening. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski on Fridays through the end of the tournament right here on Sports Radio 670. The score, a ton to jam in over the next hour. ESPN's Jay Billis to break down the Sweet 16. But let's start off by going out to the Alpamonte Ford Hotline, Alpamonte Ford in Melrose Park on North Avenue or AP Ford. Dot com Here on Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, it is a tradition unlike any other. The baseball season is starting, so it's time to have a lengthy conversation with the athletics. Michael Beller at M. Beller on Twitter. No pressure, Michael, but we have been successful in the past with either some futures for the World Series or awards. But sometimes there are certain names along with larger numbers that we typically agree on and we find ourselves going to. I don't know if we're going to agree on a ton, but I, I feel like there's not as much value as we've seen in previous seasons. Yeah, Joe, I'm with you. I mean, there's there's some things that I like, and there's one particular team that I pretty much like everything about them, the division, <laughs> World Series, pennant, over-under on their win, the over on their wins. Like, mm-hmm. there's one team that I am riding very hard, but when we get into the individual player awards, it's like, yeah, I can make an argument for this or make an argument for that, but I'm not so sure that I'm actually going to be putting down too much money on any of these. And these numbers are moving inside yes. of a week before the season starts. I just saw the Andrew Vaughn AL Rookie of the Year number be cut in half because of the Aloy Jimenez injury, which is so unfortunate. Please tell me you don't have an award on him that you already got down on. I do not, but uh, in the one fantasy baseball uh, industry league that I still play in, he was my third round pick. And so uh, already feeling like I'm behind the eight ball on that one. Michael, let's start with the World Series and pennant odds. Let's see if there's any value. And I know a lot of people are are looking at uh, the futures before the year gets going and they think, well, baseball, it's a game of haves versus the have nots right now. There are a lot of owners that aren't trying. And that is true. I've talked about that a whole mm-hmm. lot at my show at QL Daily. There's there's about two teams trying in each division, unfortunately. <laughs> That's just the state of baseball right now. After a lot of owners lost a ton of money last year, maybe it will change at some point as we get closer and closer to the trade deadline, but that's the reality. However, I, I will bring up that you can do it on the cheap. You can be successful. Last year, we saw the Rays in that 18 to 20 to one range to win the World Series, make it to the World Series. So if you had a futures ticket on them, you could find a way to make money or maybe you bet on them to win the pennant. Uh, a couple years ago, Michael, you remember we were all over the Nationals preseason. How they could were, I forget? They were 17 to 19. <laughs> we never gave up. They wanted to fire Davey Martinez never so wavered. many times. Never, <laughs> ever, not for a second. The number kept climbing. It was in the 30s. I saw it as high as 
55 to one when they were 32 and 38. So yeah, you could still find value. It isn't just going to be the Dodgers, the Padres, the, or the Yankees. That's not quite how uh, baseball works, even though we're not getting half of the entire league in the postseason like we just saw. Yeah, it's totally true. But there are there, there are still uh, you know there's there's a handful of teams and um, I mean should I just should I just dive right in with my team yeah, with, my, yeah. with the squad that I'm I'm all over the Atlanta Braves this year. I absolutely love this team. I mean this is a team that's been building toward this moment uh, for a few years now. They were just one win away from being in the World Series last season. Their numbers all over the place. Um, I I grabbed them uh, here in Illinois on Rivers at plus a thousand, but they were. I've got a buddy in Vegas who grabbed them for me at uh, I think South Point at uh, plus sixteen hundred. Like oh. their numbers been all over the place this entire off season, and whatever you can get it, I think it's worth getting at. This is a team that is built to win the World Series right now. They are going to hit, 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 no question about that. Acuna, Albies, Freddie Freeman, Marcelo Zuna, Travis Darno, Dansby Swanson. This team is going to be among the best offenses in baseball, and a very high ceiling starting rotation. And that's what puts it over the top for me. I think Ian Anderson can be the guy he was last year for a full 162. I like Max Freed as a Kyle Hendricks type, a guy who can get enough strikeouts while limiting hard contact. Charlie Morton, no question about what he's going to do on a start for start basis. He's just got to stay healthy. And then everything points to them getting Mike Soroka back from the Achilles injury sometime in May. I think this rotation, when everyone's healthy, could be among the best in baseball. Not quite the Dodgers, maybe not quite the Padres, but right there as the third best one in the National League. You put that together with what they've got offensively, the uh, the experience, the playoff experience that these guys have built over the last couple of seasons. I love this team, and I love the fact that they're sort of getting you know close to overlooked in their own division because of everything that the Mets did in the offseason, bringing in Francisco Lindor. Uh, the, the Braves are the team that I am just all over. And, and basically any bet I can make on the Braves, I want to make it. How are they being overlooked? I guess 10 to one is overlooked a little bit. They've won the division the last three years, mm-hmm. but I guess they are. I guess they are. Any concern about uh, the Braves being in the deepest division in all of baseball? I, I would be lying if I said I wouldn't rather than be in the NL central, but like they're the, they're the best team in that division. And you know, the, the Mets are, I believe in the Mets. I believe that they're going to be able to uh, be a playoff contending team. Carlos Carrasco injury, notwithstanding. I think the nationals are a little bit better still than they're getting credit for going into this season. You're still talking about a Scherzer Strasburg, and I would expect a little bit of a bounce back from Patrick Corbin as your top three. So that's very dangerous. And, you know, a guy who should be considered a favorite to win the NL MVP and Juan Soto, like those are good teams and really, you know, no bad team in the division with the Phillies and the Marlins rounding things out. But I just look at what the Braves have done the last three seasons and going into this year, you have a lot of the same personnel. You have reason to believe that this could be the best rotation they've had in any of the last four years. Like everything about this team screams to me that they have paid their dues and are ready to take things the next step this season. And I just don't see anything in the East as deep as it is getting in their way. Yeah, it's tough to knock them. All right, I want to bounce a few ideas off of uh, you for for futures here. See if you can buy any of them. I, I've got a team in the twenty to one range, thirty to one, and then a longer shot at forty to one. See if you're willing to buy any of this. Uh, American League side, I, I find myself looking at the AL West, and it appears now they're the Oakland Athletics. So Oakland A's things can certainly happen, but it appears that the A's are going to be taking a step back. So which team is going to jump up? and grab that division and maybe they can be a threat in the postseason. <sighs> boy this is not popular and I, I bet a lot of people are not 
getting down on the Houston Astros, but you can mm-hmm. find them in uh, the range of 22 to one or possibly even a better number. Of course, the loss of Springer, but still a pretty stacked lineup with Altuve, Bregman, Correa, Alvarez, Uriel. The big question with them is, do they still have the pitching back-to-back years? You lose your horses with Cole and with Verlander. Granky and McCullers at the top, and you're wondering if any of your younger guys can break through for an entire season. Can I sell you on any <laughs> Astros in that 22 to 25 to one range? I think there's value there. I, it's not a bet I would make. Um, I, I agree with you on the offense, although I, I just don't see how it can measure up to Astros teams of years past. I guess what it would the, what it would take is Jordan Alvarez being the guy that he we've seen him be his knees though are I mean the fact that he, we're talking about his knees as a DH only in his age 24 season I mean that's just going to be a problem for him for his entire career and then they don't have that totally rock solid frontline pitching to fall back on either it's like there are a discount version of the Astros peak teams of you know the 2017 2018 2019 seasons and so it really does come down to Jordan Alvarez, I think, carrying things in the lineup. Kyle Tucker being the sort of player that he showed himself last season. And then I think you need both Jose Arquiti and Christian Javier to uh, be be at least like number three starter quality. Because we know what Zach Greinke is going to be. Lance McCullers, he's got injury questions. We already know that Framber Valdez uh, with the the, bro- the broken finger, like what exactly is he going to be? There's reports that he was going to miss the whole season, and then maybe it's not quite that serious, but there's a lot of injury questions already uh, in this team with some key players. And so that's where I start to uh, shy away from them. Now, if you want to ask yourself what could go right, if things go right for this team, we could be looking at a you know 101 win, 102 win team. There's still a ton of talent here. So that's why I think there's some value in that number. I just think that there are way too many things that are already trending in the wrong direction for them to be able to swing them back to the right side and have that ultimately come to a point where they are contending uh, for a World Series championship. I think the AL West is going to be a very hotly contended division. Mm -hmm. The Astros are going to be in the mix. They actually wouldn't be my pick, though. They're not my favorite AL West team to bet on, if you believe that. Okay. Um, Maybe it's this team, or you're going to go with the team that, uh, that many people trust year after year. Is it the Angels? It is the Angels. Oh, I really okay. like the Angels. Okay, see, this is the one I thought you were going to swat away and say, <laughs> no, 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 I like this chance. team. I mean, hey, 40 to one. Yes, I would like them to have another starter. Can Otani mm-hmm. stay healthy? But if Dylan Bundy can repeat what we saw last year, uh, Jose Quintana rounding out the rotation. I mean, you know, this offense is going to rake with Otani, Trout, Rendon. And I like their leadoff hit- hitter, David Fletcher. Tell me more me about what you love about the Angels. Oh my God. I, I, I just love this team. I think that we are, we're due for a, a turnover in the, uh, in the AL West. This is actually a wager I've already made on the angels to win the West at plus three seventy five. This is a, a bet I placed actually just a couple of days ago. Agree with you for sure. That top four, Otani Trout Rendon hitting two, three, four, and then David Fletcher, one of the most overlooked on base machines mm-hmm. in major league baseball. Those four guys are going to be an engine for an offense that really just doesn't stop. And then again, this is similar to the Braves in a, a slightly lesser version, but this is a, an incredibly high ceiling rotation with Dylan Bundy and Shohei Otani. If Otani's healthy and pitching all season, that's an excellent one too. And you've got Andrew Heaney, a guy who also can't stay healthy, finally did last year and, and actually didn't pitch that well, but finally stayed healthy last year. This was a guy who at the beginning of his career with the Marlins had some legitimate front of the rotation bona fides. He's not going to be that 
The Angels don't need him to be that. They need him to stay healthy and be someone who can give them number three, number four rotation sort of production. Griffin Canning, another guy who can be a frontline guy if he can just stay healthy here in his age 25 season. The stuff is undoubtable. The injury history, very checkered. But if he stays healthy, we're looking at a guy who can really, I think, be the number three behind Bundy and Otani. Alex Cobb, Jose Quintana, you know what you're getting out of both of those guys when they are healthy. Alex Cobb has much much more injury questions to him than Jose Quintana does, but this is a rotation with all six of these guys. Like, I'm comfortable betting on them being able to manage that staff. We know Joe Madden is good at that. Like, there's a lot of upside in this rotation, and so I feel very good about that. I think they made a signal to us that they feel pretty good about their ability to compete when they went out and acquired Rysel Iglesias, one of the best closers over the last three, four years. So they wanted to invest in a vanity closer, and I think that tells you a lot about where they think they stand. This is a team where I can very much talk myself into a what-could-go-right story, especially when we're looking at what the odds are. Like, I love this team, Joe. I mean, this could be our Nationals. This could be our wow. 29 Nationals right here. I really, really like this team, and I, I think they are going to win this division. I think that ultimately, if everything goes right for them, I think they are comfortably better than the A's, and I think that they are right there talent-wise with the Astros. I already see it. Joe Madden, you're too. <laughs> people in Chicago be, well, man, I, I wouldn't mind having Joe Madden here. I, and doesn't this seem like ownership that if they prove that they're competitive, they're mm-hmm. going to go for it at the deadline? Definitely. I, I, they, I mean, we've seen that from this team before. This is a team that's not afraid to spend. They won't be afraid to spend. They won't be afraid to attack. And this is going to be a year where even more so than the past, like teams are going to be willing to sell. Uh, teams are going to be looking to sell. I think you're going to have a ton of sellers in the NL Central, which is part of the reason I'm afraid of the division entirely because I just don't know who's going to try to buy and who's going to try to sell come the deadline. Like There's going to be way more sellers out there than usual. There are going to be a lot of ownership groups that are happy to you know look at their team at the trade deadline as a little bit below 500 and say, yep, we're out. We're not making the playoffs this year. Yep. There's going to be talent on the market this season. And the Angels are one of the handful of teams that I trust to be a buyer so long as they haven't totally bottomed out in the first half. I'm excited. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670, The Score. My guest, Michael Beller from The Athletic. Follow him on Twitter, at mbeller. Here's an NL team I just wanted to throw out there. They're in that 30-1 to range. Um, I'm probably uh, taking a step back. I- I'm reeling it back in on this one, though, because of, because of the sunny gray health situation. Yep. I'm not quite quitting the Reds. I still think the division is up for grabs with those top four teams, but I'm not 100% giving up just because of the offense. They were so unlucky in that two-month sample size that I still have some faith that they're going to be able to hit. Yes, you lose Bauer, but you still have Castillo at the top of that rotation. But if Sonny Gray isn't healthy for a chunk of the season, forget all that. But I'm just saying maybe if you want to look at NL Central, there might be some value in Cincinnati. Really still like the talent on this team. Uh, This was a team I was picking to go to the World Series last year, and I still really like the talent. Agree with you. Uh, They just, they happen to have like every single guy in the lineup have what would have been his worst two month stretch that would have been totally like filtered out in a six month season happen in the two months that made up the entirety of the 2020 season. I'm not worried about the offense. This team's going to hit and this team's going to hit very well, especially getting Nixon Zell in the lineup every single day. Like, there's a lot of reason to believe in this offense. I'm with you on the Sonny Gray thing though. Sonny, like Sonny Gray is, they, they, they have a very um, high level of pitching in their rotation, but nothing backing up a loss of Gray or Castillo for a significant period of time. And so we already know that that could be in the cards for Gray. And that really hurts because if Gray is fine, 
if we're talking about this as something that's behind him by like the middle of April and he's back and Castillo's healthy, I really like Tyler Molly. I think Tyler Molly could be the best number three pitcher in this uh, in this division and one of the best in baseball. We saw him take a huge step forward last year in terms of strikeout stuff. And then when you're looking at the back of this rotation, like Wade Miley is a totally a fine innings eater. And I think you could like, there's a lot of value in innings eaters in this 2021 season when we don't know how many guys are going to be ramped up to throw 180 innings. Wade Miley can do that for you. And so even if he does gives you a four five VRA, if he does that over 180 innings, you're totally fine with that between Michael Lorenzen and TJ Antone. Like there's a lot of ceiling at the back end of this rotation. So I do like this team. I just worry about the fact that we're already talking about a Sonny Gray injury to start the season. And they're another team where I could see ownership focusing on the long-term and I wouldn't trust them not only not to buy if they're somewhere around 500 at the deadline, but I wouldn't trust them to not sell some pieces. And I could see all the hitters being on the table with the exception of like Senzel and, or, and maybe Jesse Winker too. And so suddenly we're talking about maybe they want to trade a Eugenio Suarez. Maybe they're willing to trade Mike Moustakis. Maybe they're willing to trade Nick Castellanos. I would get a little bit concerned about that unless they are totally pacing the division come uh, trade deadline time. That's what has me a little scared of them. Certainly. Let's move on to the MVP for the American League and National League. See if there's anything that you like. I think it's also important to help a little bit with process because when you look at these lists, Cy Young Award 2, all this stuff, it can feel like you're searching for a needle in a haystack. And and if you don't get a bet in before the season starts, that's okay. And sometimes it's to <laughs> mm-hmm. your advantage if you want to wait a little bit. But MVP award, clearly what you're looking at is the ceiling of someone who can hit that seven to eight war level. Part of the profile. That's what it is every single year. Last year, to everyone's surprise, even Southsiders, Jose Abreu, your MVP, he was 100 to one before the two month season started. Freddie Freeman got it done. Also, some value there. You love the Braves. You're all in, but Freeman was your MVP in the National League last year uh, before the season got rolling, Michael. He was 30 to one. Yeah. And guess what? I think he's going to repeat this year. I, I just, I, I, I love, I just love what he does. And I think that with that offense, he is just. He's built to be exactly what voters look for in an MVP. He's going to drive in so many runs. He's going to hit 35 homers. He's going to have a very high average. He's going to be on a very good team. Like he checks every single box for what voters look for when they are voting for an MVP. And 12 to one is where he sits right now. I feel totally comfortable with that price. So I am backing up Freddie Freeman. The one argument I would make against for, or not against Freddie Freeman, the argument I would make for another player in the National League is a couple of steps down. Corey Seager at plus 1500. Like Corey Seager was supposed to be the 2020 version of himself his entire career, really from the moment he got up. And he was that guy when the Dodgers first called him up a couple of years ago. And then he's just been beset by ridiculous injuries. How often do we see a shortstop have to go in for Tommy John? Like that just doesn't happen. And he clearly needed that full year after Tommy John to get fully back to the guy he was before the injury. We saw that in spades in 2020. So now that he is back to, I think, fully healthy, 100% Corey Seager hitting in the middle of that Dodgers lineup. Again, he's going to hit for power. He's going to hit for average. He's going to drive in a ton of runs. He's going to be very gaudy in all the triple crown categories. And he's going to play for a team that has a win over under of 102 and a half. And they could probably go sail right past it. Like this is going to be another guy who I think is very much 
in the MVP discussion all year. I'm not diving crazy deep, right? I'm not going to 30 to one for Freeman last year. I'm not going to hundred for one for Jose Abreu from last season, but at 12 to one Freeman and 15 to one Seager, I think those are both really nice odds for guys who absolutely should be contending for the MVP. I try to shut out a lot of the noise that we hear in the off season because everybody gets pumped up, but people that cover the team, boy, th- this looks like the Seager they were supposed to mm-hmm. get. If you can just stay healthy, you're dead on. I have him written down here at 15 to one when healthy, he's already top six, top seven player in the league. So if you could just put it all together, I mean, talk about a team spoiled for choice. You, you could make <laughs> the case that they have five MVPs in the lineup. I mean, when I was hunting for value, Michael, like, okay, is there someone on the Dodgers? The only guy I could find is, is Justin Turner. He's 40 to one in, in that range. But with those other guys in the lineup, I really can't see the voters picking Turner over guys like Betts and Seager, and we can go on and on. Uh, we talked about the Mets additions, so I did want to ask about Lindor. He is that guy that has the ceiling of 7-8 to eight F4. If there's a team that has a win total in the 90s that I think could miss the playoffs or things go wrong, we've seen it many times in the past, it could be the Mets. But if they are a contender here, that New York media market going from Cleveland, if Lindor is a big part of that, I could see him getting a lot of the vote. Yeah, I, I agree with you completely. And I think this is going to be another really good offense. Uh, and so I think he's going to have plenty of that run scoring and RBI upside. It'll be interesting to see, you know, Luis Rojas has been showing us a lineup all spring that has had Brandon Nimmo leading off and Francisco Lindor hitting second. I would like to see him push down to the three hole for his MVP odds and see Jeff McNeil pushed up uh, into one of the first two spots in the order, or even Nimmo moved out of the, the leadoff spot. I would love for him to be hitting behind Jeff McNeil, who's proved himself to be an on-base machine. But either way, we know Francisco Lindor. I mean, we know what he does year in and year out. And just th- there is a lot of narrative and MVP awards. And you don't narrative your way to winning the MVP. But we'd be fools if we tried to say that it wasn't part of the equation. So if we're talking about a 93 win Mets team with Francisco Lindor doing the exact same things he did in Cleveland, only now he's doing them in New York City and helping the Mets get back to the playoffs. That's going to be a big part of the MVP story. So I think he's someone who also absolutely deserves to be in this conversation. On the AL side, it feels like Yoan Moncada is flying under the radar and he's sitting here at 30 to one. Uh, he was dealing with COVID last year and mm-hmm. you could tell he didn't quite shake that. He was still impacted throughout that two month season. And we talked about our angels love, um, we can we can write a story for Otani to win the MVP oh in the American God, League at forty to one. <laughs> That's like the easiest story to write. Like he's yeah. he's my favorite. He's my favorite play here, just because. Like, what if what if he he DHs five days a week and basically is the hitter he's been every to this point of his career, right? I mean, there's really no reason for us to think he's not going to be that hitter. So let's just already chalk that up as something that's going to happen. What if this is the year that he stays healthy, he pitches one game a week, he gives you 20 starts, and he does so at like not even an ace level, but like a very good pitcher level for, you know, for Chicago listeners, like a, like a Kyle Hendricks level of value. Obviously, he would get there in a very different way than Hendricks would, but let's just say he has the same pitcher F war as Kyle Hendricks. Plus what he does as a hitter, like 
from a mathematical standpoint, there would almost be no way to deny him the MVP award in the American league. And then uh, especially if you and I end up being right about this angels team, like this is, that becomes, not only does that become an easy story to write, it becomes a super fun story to write. And everyone is getting behind the Otani train and with everything spring does not matter, but with everything he's shown us at the plate and on the mound this spring, like if this dude just stays healthy, like I don't see anything that keeps him from being a star both as a hitter and as a pitcher. So I love that. Let me just really say quickly on Moncada, love the player. I think it's very hard for someone with his skill set to get to MVP type numbers. think he is criminally undervalued coming into this season. There's a difference between being undervalued and being able to be the literal best player in your league. That's Michael Beller from The Athletic. I'm Joe Ostrowski. This is Early Odds, Sports Radio 670, The Score, and the Radio.com app. I, I don't have as much on the Cy Young. I don't know where you're at. Uh, Shane Bieber got it for the AL. He was in that 12 to 15 to 1 range last year, but there was much more value in Trevor Bauer. I thought that was a, a pretty strong play. Uh, quite obviously, it proved that way, but just you looked at his numbers in like, Geez, in 2019, that's not Trevor Bauer. It was a great bounce back season. I, I think this is a lesson for how to attack these awards, Michael. With the two month sample size that we had, I'm kind of expecting multiple players to have huge bounce back seasons. That's what Bauer had last year when he just steamrolled through the competition. He won the award at, you could find him 30 to 1 early in the offseason. Uh, 50 to one. But as we discussed earlier, I was thinking about Sonny Gray, but I'm scratching that one off. I thought there was some value there at 33 to one. Eh, not really. His teammate mm -hmm. Castillo considered him. He's much shorter at 16 to one. Oh, do we do the angels again? <laughs> but Bundy at 40 to one feels like some value. <laughs> you know who I like in the uh, in the American League as uh, a guy who I can tell myself a pretty good story about is Jose Arquiti in Houston to go back to the Astros. Uh, this is a guy who, you know, coming up through the minors was always a, you know, 10, 11, 12 K per nine sort of pitcher. His first year in the majors back in 2019, just 41 innings. He was giving you about a strikeout per inning. Last year, he threw 30 innings and came regressed in a big way in the strikeout department, but also looked like a much better pure pitcher. So now we're talking about a guy who is a relative unknown, just 70 innings in his major league career, still very young, 25 years old. He'll turn 26 in May, but this is a, someone who, if he takes his minor league track record of strikeouts and then what he's shown us in 70 major league innings and being able to avoid hard contact and he marries those together, then you could see a guy who could really take off in a big way. So do I like, would that be my pick? If you know, when I, when I'm filing picks for the athletic, am I going to pick, Jose Arquiti to win the AL Cy Young. Of course, I'm not going to make that pick. I'm probably going to pick Lucas Giolito. But nice. at 60 to 1, I think there is some value to be had on Jose Arquiti because if things do take off for him, I think he could be a guy who really surges in a big way this year. And uh, yeah, you know, I mean, we could also talk about Shohei Otani here, right? <laughs> yes, yes, we can. Boy, I, I'm going to really regret this show when the Angels completely <laughs> flop this year. When they waste another Mike Trout MVP yeah. season. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Let, let me go to another Angel. And, and I'm serious. I'm not doing a bit on this. So I, I don't do a ton with stat categories, but I was starting to do a little bit of research on hits leader. And last year it was Trey Turner of the national. He was your hits leader by one just over Marcel Ozuna. But when you start looking the, at the winners, it's really just common sense, Michael, this won't be mm -hmm. shocking to you. Oh, leadoff hitter with Merrifield leadoff hitter with Merrifield. Again, a oh, leadoff hitter. 
It's all leadoff hitters. And yeah. when you when you look at the shortest odds, okay, they know what they're doing. You have a bunch of leadoff hitters. David Fletcher. I reached out to our friends at PointsBet about a month ago because he was not listed. So then they posted him the next day at 40 to 1, and he is still sitting there at 40 to 1. I like David Fletcher uh, for, for a nice bomb here with this 40 number. What do you think? I mean, so you know something else that you have to love about David Fletcher um, uh, with, with a bet like this is that he doesn't walk a ton. Like, he, he takes walks, but he, he neither walks nor strikes out a ton. A, a career walk rate of 7.6% and strikeout rate of 10.3%. He puts the ball in play a lot, and that's the only way you can get a hit is by having the ball actually – get put in play a 290 batting average across 653 plate appearances in 2019 last year it was effectively a full season for him and he hit 319 did it in 230 plate appearances I, I believe in the hit tool I absolutely believe in the hit tool he's gonna be leading off for this Angels team all year long last year there was a little bit of you know back and forth between him and Tommy Lastella. obviously lastella has gone from LA now so there's no back and forth he is the leadoff man for this team and there's really nothing that's going to push him off the leadoff spot. It would have to be a disastrous performance by him. And with what we've seen from him over the first two years of his career, that's just not going to happen. Even if someone like Jared Walsh gets to be a regular for the Angels, Joe Adele comes up and becomes a regular. Those are middle-of-the-order guys. David Fletcher is this team's leadoff man, hands down, no question about it. And with the how often he puts the ball in play and how good his contact has been over the last two years, I like that bet, Joe. I think you're going to get me on board with you there. <laughs> I love it. So over the last couple of days, obviously White White Sox fans are down in the dumps. Mm-hmm. However, I've noticed that a lot of Sox fans are betting on Andrew Vaughn to be the American League Rookie of the Year. One week ago, he was thirty to one. I saw that dip to twenty five, and at the moment, the market has him at twelve to one to win the MVP. Is there still value? At Vaughn, at uh, the number of 12 to 1, a guy that's going to be out there every day, sometimes in left field, maybe. I think there's value there. It's not a bet I would make. I think that things have gone way too crazy uh, with the fact, I mean, he was going to be playing every day anyways. He was going right. to be DHing for this team. It's not like the, the Eloy injury suddenly jumped his plate appearances uh, two, two times from what we thought it was going to be like he was going to be out there basically every day for the White Sox so, so I think that this is just uh, the books capitalizing on you know people wanting to get excited about, about Andrew Vaughn and for good reason but I still think that he is more of the 25 to 1 style player than he is the 12 to 1 style player and the reason for me is this is that I think that we have I think we have two really 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 good players in the American League who are going to be in their rookie seasons this year. And they're both in Tampa and they're Randy Rosarena and Wander Franco. Michael Beller from The Athletic at mbeller on Twitter. Michael, thank you as always. We will catch up during the baseball season. You got it, Joe. Some 2019 Nationals magic coming our way. <laughs> Opening day in six days. Tweet me, follow me, at Joe0670, at Joe0670. More MLB futures and awards all week on BetQL Daily. Subscribe to the podcast. Jay Billis is next. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Fridays at 6 through the tourney on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. PointsBet is giving customers the power to choose their own bad beat refund for March college basketball. Send them your bad beat for college basketball between today and April 5th 
that you would like refunded after the tournament, your bet will be refunded in free bets up to $50. Joe Ostrowski with you. This is early odds, typically Saturdays, 8 to 9 a.m., but during the tournament, we're doing Friday nights at 6 right here on Sports Radio 670. The score, like we do every week, let's hit up the Alpamonte Ford hotline, Alpamonte Ford in Melrose Park on North Avenue or apford.com. It's Hawthorne Race Courses. Jim Miller, what's happening, Jim? Joe, can my bad beat be my entire NCAA bracket? Uh, is, it, is it your entire bracket or is it Texas the White Sox sure. before opening day? Oh, my gosh. The White Sox before opening day. Imagine if you had any futures on Eloy. I mean, that would that would be Brutal. so bad, too. You tend to wonder if, if places are going to refund those or not. I'll be curious to see. But, yeah, sad for the White Sox for win totals. We have to monitor that. Uh, the, the tournament has been chaos from the start. But you know what? It's been so much fun, too. And uh, it, it's been very intriguing thus far. It was three days of chaos, and then things really settled in with that strange round two day of Monday. We had the upset early in the day with Oregon over Iowa, and after that, it was seven consecutive favorites. I'm wondering as we move on, like in most NCAA tournaments, I'm curious if it's going to be more of that as uh, the best teams just keep advancing in games three, four, five, and six. Yeah, and it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, here's the thing. You look at the Saturday games. I mean, that that's where you're seeing your double-digit odds, your double-digit seeds in that that are coming through. But you're right. It is more to form there on Sunday. But, man, I'll tell you, aside from the two number ones there in, in Baylor and Gonzaga, and in Michigan, I, I think, could get tested a little bit, you wouldn't imagine Oral Roberts having a chance to move on to the Elite Eight. Loyola being a favorite. I mean, it, it, it's been great. It, it's been a really enjoyable tournament. I'm glad I did not submit a bracket this year. But, uh, man, so, so tough. There's exciting things happening over at PointsBet that are advantageous to <laughs> Illinois sports bettors. And let's talk about opening day. How about the White Sox? I saw a pretty intriguing promo over there. Oh, there is a nice promo there, Joe. And it's the opening day on the house boost for the White Sox. All they need to do is score one run. If they score one run, you can bet up to 20 bucks there. You're going to get double your wager back. And it's like giving away free money. You see this pop up every once in a while. The Sox are going to score. They're going to score a ton of runs. So this is something that you want to jump on. You want to make that money. And it just helps kind of lead you into the season there, too. It's a nice little boost. And then we get the Bulls boost, uh, Joe. This is a great one here, especially after what we saw from the trade deadline. Well, first off, you Sox people are something. The sky is falling. I get it with the Aloya Jimenez injury. I totally understand. But that's still a quality ball club. Sure, they need to add understood. But I, I mentioned this White Sox promo on Twitter. All they do have to do is score one run on opening day and you win the bet. And there's some of you guys coming in. Well, you know, I don't know. We don't have Aloy. I don't know if we're going to score. You know, Bundy's had a really good season last. Like, come on. Come on. You got the reigning MVP on the team. <laughs> yes. Please, please. You have a like, batting champ on the team. They're going to score. They better so, score one run. They better score. But but I didn't even know about this Bulls promo. Tell me where I can find it on the app and give us the details. Yeah, and if you look in the promo page on uh, points that this came in, and this came in basically last second because of the trade deadline, but this Bulls booster goes to the first 1,000 Illinois residents that play it, and what it is is you're boosted on your odds to make the playoffs for the Bulls. And it got boosted from plus 150 to plus 250, and you can put 50 down on this, show. and here's the thing. Right now, the Bulls are kind of right near the outside looking in, but there's that 7-10 to 10 play-in to get in. But with this Vucevic pickup, you're looking at the potential for the Bulls to be in the playoffs rather easily. I think this is one that you really want to jump on because those are some pretty nice odds. That's not bad. 
with the addition right at the deadline of Vucevic, now you have arguably two top 20, top 30 players in the league. Uh, you should see them turn it up. I'm not saying that they're a contender for the East, top three, top four. I'm not saying that, but uh, you don't have to worry about the playing game. If, like you mentioned, right. if you can get into that top six range, and that is doable. Yeah, that's very doable. Just make the playoffs. That's what we're, what we're talking about here. We want to cash. This is a nice way to cash. I'm glad that points bet jumped on this promo. I'm glad they jumped on the bulls and followed up with that. And, and I would take those odds any day. Very good idea. They're already in the mix uh, for that play-in game. So uh, let's see with the addition of Vucevic, what he's going to be able to do when there's a little more pressure, uh, much more pressure than when he was yep. playing for the Orlando Magic. <laughs> You're right about when, that. When he's representing the bulls. What about some horses? Do we have some winners? Yeah, three derby preps, all 100-point races this week. So we're going to start early Saturday morning in Maidan, the United Arab Emirates Derby. Bet the eight, pan it all across the board. Then we're coming back overseas. Go to Turfway Park, race 11, the Jeff Ruby Stakes. Bet the nine, hard ride guy across the board at 10 to 1. And then the Florida Derby. This is the horse that I'm picking to win the Kentucky Derby right now. The seven horse, greatest honor, should run huge in the Florida Derby. Bet it to win there and then bet some futures on the Kentucky Derby on that horse too. Jim Miller over at Hawthorne Racecourse, at Hawthorne Jim on Twitter. Jim, let's talk again next Friday, all right? You got it. Let's make some money, Joe. We also heard from ESPN's Jay Billis on March Madness and the Athletics' Michael Beller on some college hoops, but mostly MLB futures and awards. Because by the time we get to the next early odds, the season will be underway. If you missed any of the last hour, a reminder that you can always use a rewind feature on the Radio.com app or subscribe to the Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski podcast, which will be posted shortly. Fresh sports betting angles and interviews five days a week on my podcast, BetQL Daily. Search BetQL Daily on the podcast catcher of your choice. Also live on the Radio.com app, the Radio.com Sports YouTube page. And now, it started this week. We're on 105.9 FM HD2 The Bet here in Chicago. It airs weekdays, 9 a.m. to noon. Let's talk Monday on BetQL Daily. Here's to a fun and profitable weekend of buckets. Final four, we set on Tuesday. I'm Joe Ostrowski, and keep it locked on 670 The Score. PointsBet is giving customers the power to choose their own bad beat refund for March College Basketball. Send them your bad beat for college basketball between today and April 5th that you would like refunded after the tournament. Your bet will be refunded in free bets up to $50. Joe Ostrowski with you. This is early odds. Typically Saturdays, 8 to 9 a.m., but during the tournament, we're doing Friday nights at 6 right here on Sports Radio 670. The score, like we do every week, let's hit up the Alpamonte Ford hotline, Alpamonte Ford in Melrose Park on North Avenue or apford.com. It's Hawthorne Race Courses. Jim Miller, what's happening, Jim? Joe, can my bad beat be my entire NCAA bracket? Uh, is, it, is it your entire bracket? Or is it Texas, the White Sox sure. before opening day? Oh, my gosh. The White Sox before opening day. Imagine if you had any futures on Eloy. I mean, that would that would be Brutal. so bad, too. You tend to wonder if, if places are going to refund those or not. I'll be curious to see. But, yeah, sad for the White Sox for win totals. We have to monitor that. Uh, the, the tournament has been chaos from the start. But you know what? It's been so much fun, too. And uh, it, it's been very intriguing thus far. It was three days of chaos. 
And then things really settled in with that strange round two day of Monday. We had the upset early in the day with Oregon over Iowa. And after that, it was seven consecutive favorites. I'm wondering as we move on, like in most NCAA tournaments, I'm curious if it's going to be more of that as uh, the best teams just keep advancing in games three, four, five, and six. Yeah, and it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, here's the thing. You look at the Saturday games. I mean, that that's where you're seeing your double-digit odds, your double-digit seeds in that that are coming through. But you're right. It is more to form there on Sunday. But, man, I'll tell you, aside from the two number ones there in, in Baylor and Gonzaga, and in Michigan, I, I think, could get tested a little bit, you wouldn't imagine Oral Roberts having a chance to move on to the Elite Eight. Loyola being a favorite. I mean, it, it, it's been great. It, it's been a really enjoyable tournament. I'm glad I did not submit a bracket this year. But, uh, man, so, so tough. There's exciting things happening over at PointsBet that are advantageous to <laughs> Illinois sports bettors. And let's talk about opening day. How about the White Sox? I saw a pretty intriguing promo over there. Oh, there is a nice promo there, Joe. And it's the opening day on the house boost for the White Sox. All they need to do is score one run. If they score one run, you can bet up to 20 bucks there. You're going to get double your wager back. And it's like giving away free money. You see this pop up every once in a while. The Sox are going to score. They're going to score a ton of runs. So this is something that you want to jump on. You want to make that money. And it just helps kind of lead you into the season there, too. It's a nice little boost. And then we get the Bulls boost, uh, Joe. This is a great one here, especially after what we saw from the trade deadline. Well, first off, you Sox people are something. The sky is falling. I get it with the Aloy Jimenez injury. I totally understand. But that's still a quality ball club. Sure, they need to add understood. But I I mentioned this White Sox promo on Twitter. All they do have to do is score one run on opening day and you win the bet. And there's some of you guys coming in. Well, you know, I don't know. We don't have Aloy. I don't know if we're going to score. You know, Bundy had a really good season last. Like, come on. Come on. You got the reigning MVP on the team. (laughs) Yes. Please, please. You have a batting champ on the team. They're going to score. They better score one run. They better score. But but I didn't even know about this Bulls promo. Tell me where I can find it on the app and give us the details. Yeah, and if you look at the promo page on uh, PointsBet, this came in, and this came in basically last second because of the trade deadline. But this Bulls booster goes to the first 1,000 Illinois residents that play it. And what it is is you're boosted on your odds to make the playoffs for the Bulls. And it got boosted from plus 150 to plus 250. And you can put 50 down on this, Joe. And here's the thing. Right now, the Bulls are kind of right near the outside looking in, but there's that 7-10 to 10 play-in to get in. But with this Vucevic pickup, you're looking at the potential for the Bulls to be in the playoffs rather easily. I think this is one that you really want to jump on because those are some pretty nice odds. That's not bad. With the addition right at the deadline of Vucevic, now you have arguably two top 20, top 30 players in the league. Uh, You should see them turn it up. I'm not saying that they're a contender for the East, top three, top four. I'm not saying that, but uh, you don't have to worry about the playing game. Like you mentioned, if you can get into that top six range, and that is doable. Yeah, that's very doable. Just make the playoffs. That's what we're we're talking about here. We want to cash. This is a nice way to cash. I'm glad that PointsBet jumped on this promo. I'm glad they jumped on the Bulls and followed up with that. And, And I would take those odds any day. Very good idea. They're already in the mix uh, for that play-in game. So uh, let's see with the addition of Vucevic what he's going to be able to do when there's a little more pressure, uh, much more pressure than when he was playing for the Orlando Magic. (laughs) You're right about that. When he's representing the Bulls. What about some horses? Do we have some winners? 
Yeah, three derby preps, all 100-point races this week. So we're going to start early Saturday morning in Maidan, the United Arab Emirates Derby. Bet the eight, pan it all across the board. Then we're coming back overseas. Go to Turfway Park, race 11, the Jeff Ruby Stakes. Bet the nine, hard ride guy across the board at 10 to 1. And then the Florida Derby. This is the horse that I'm picking to win the Kentucky Derby right now. The seven horse, greatest honor, should run huge in the Florida Derby. Bet it to win there and then bet some futures on the Kentucky Derby on that horse too. Jim Miller over at Hawthorne Racecourse, at Hawthorne Jim on Twitter. Jim, let's talk again next Friday, all right? You got it. Let's make some money, Joe. We also heard from ESPN's Jay Billis on March Madness and the Athletics' Michael Beller on some college hoops, but mostly MLB futures and awards, because by the time we get to the next early odds, the season will be underway. If you missed any of the last hour, a reminder that you can always use a rewind feature on the Radio.com app or subscribe to the Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski podcast, which will be posted shortly. Fresh sports betting angles and interviews five days a week on my podcast, BetQL Daily. Search BetQL Daily on the podcast catcher of your choice. Also live on the Radio.com app, the Radio.com Sports YouTube page. And now, it started this week. We're on 105.9 FM HD2 The Bet here in Chicago. It airs weekdays, 9 a.m. to noon. Let's talk Monday on BetQL Daily. Here's to a fun and profitable weekend of buckets. Final four, we set on Tuesday. I'm Joe Ostrowski, and keep it locked on 670 The Score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.